It is Friday, April 14th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Ploof. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan, along for the ride as well. First of all, congratulations to former Rose Rotation two-time guest, Logan Webb, who early on Friday received a five-year, $90 million extension from the San Francisco Giants. Makes sense. 26 years old. They brought out a few years of his free agency off to a crappy start this year, but he has been very dependable the last three seasons. Shout out to Logan Webb. That's nice. We just talked about Ian Happ getting his extension, Logan Webb doing it. These guys deserve to, uh, you know, to get paid what they're getting paid. And it's got to be a real nice feeling to take a pen, put it on a piece of paper, scribble a little John Hancock and say, Oh, that's $90 million. I just got makes sense. The giants too. Yes. I mean, uh, (laughs) I am not, I would love to be like that. I, however, am not, um, my name's not Scott Van Pelt or, uh, Mike Greenberg. So I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those dudes. Got to just scratch and claw. Um, and that's fine. Got to grind. It's cool. Um, but with Logan Webb makes sense from the Giants' side, basically their entire rotation is 30 or older. This guy's 26, won't turn 27 until the off season. Um, so I think, it's a good move, good move for him. And I think it's part of the reason that he probably pulled out of the world baseball classic was that they knew something was on the table and that they were working toward that extension. So we're here. Good for them. Uh, also tip of the cap to the Rays as they go for a record, a modern era record. No team since 1900 has started a year 14 and zero. they are North of the border in Canada tonight. How excited are you for the possibility? I know we talked about it earlier in the week, but now that it's here to set a record, it's kind of cool. I used to look at pitching matchups and be like, okay, I'm not really sure like if this is going to work out for them. But, you know, they go into Toronto. not an easy place to play, but you get Barrios, then you get Kikuchi, and then you get Alec Manoa. And you're like, okay, that Alec Manoa game could trip them up. You know who's pitching against Alec Manoa? Shane McClanahan. So it's like... This team is doing it. I talked about them a bunch just now in Talking Baseball. They've hit more homers than runs they've given up. I think 32 homers to 30 runs they've given up. Their slugging is incredible, which is something that we did not see coming. Um, we knew they pitched the ball. We knew they could play defense. We knew they had a few guys that could you know, jolt the ball uh, every once in a while, but their entire lineup is, is doing it. So it's right now it's hard to find a loss on the schedule for them. Well, yeah, but it could be tonight. It could be tomorrow. I'm just saying that it's fun. Like, I don't want to hear a thing about their schedule. Nobody should say shit. You win 14 in a row at any point during the year, let alone right out of the gate. Damn, that is awesome. I am rooting for them this weekend. I'd love it if we returned on Monday and we're talking about a team that's 17 and 0. I think that would be be insane. 16 and 0. (laughs) It would be insane because they would have only played 16 games. So (laughs) uh, that's what I want to be talking about on Monday. Who knows if it's going to happen, but I'm rooting for you guys. Uh, The team that is vacating Toronto, the Detroit Tigers. I am donning their hat because we're talking about Javi Baez. Not a good look. After he kind of loafed out of the gate, he hit one. He thought he hit out of the park. Instead, it was a double, so he had to hustle the second. Then he lost track of how many outs. He was then benched by A.J. Hinch, who pulled him into the tunnel. Said, take a seat. You're done for the day. Um, Baez afterward respected Hinch's decision. He said, he's the manager. I understand where he's coming from, but he also said, anybody can make a mistake. At this point, the way we're playing and the way I'm playing, it's obviously going to be worse. 
if I'm hot and I have seven homers and I make that same mistake, I would have stayed in the game, but I got no excuses. Your take. I think both of these guys are right. Uh, Hinch said after the game that it wasn't just Baez. They've been, you know, having mental lapses on the field, you know, throughout the season. And when you are playing as poorly as the Tigers have played the last couple of years, um, it gets frustrating. And I think Javi is also right. If they were winning games and he was crushing the ball, like it would just be like, oh, a little mental mistake, no big deal. But when you're losing these games, you know, we we talk about it all the time, like things become bigger than they probably are. Uh, with Javi Baez, I think that Hinch was right to make an example out of him because he's like, you know, the guy that everyone will look to there. He's the big free agent signing. He's making a ton of money. He's supposed to be the leader there. Um, and sometimes you have to call out the leader uh, to have it reverberate through the rest of the clubhouse. I thought it was interesting that he came out and said that. I I, I agree with him. I don't know if I would have said that in the press because it kind of sets a bad example. Like you're kind of like going, like your manager wants to send a message. You understand that as a veteran player. And to go and say that to the media kind of undermines his message a little bit, I would say. Um, so it's just not a good, it just hasn't worked out. I mean, the contract has not worked out for Detroit. And I don't think Javi probably regrets signing there. I hate saying that because um, I want the Tigers to be good. But Jake brought this up uh, on Talking Baseball. He seems like a guy that needs to be playing in meaningful games. Like he needs that energy. And I spoke, I spoke about it too. Like I, I know how it is to be on a team that's not good. It's very difficult to get motivated. And it ends up becoming a selfish type of play throughout the season. Um, I don't know if Javi's been feeling that already on April 14th, but uh, it's a difficult situation. I think both of them handled it the right way. But I, I mean, I would lean hinge here. Uh, he's he's trying to set the example. He's trying to set a culture there. Javi probably shouldn't have said what he said after the game, but at the same time, like it's true. It's true what he said. All right. So Javi Baez came out and he said, I'm not here to make any excuses, right? Um, but then he he goes out and he makes excuses. He says the only reason it happened is because I was hitting sixth and I thought I was, you know, I was the third person up that inning. That's an excuse. It is an excuse. Here's what I don't get. Why does it look like Javier Baez loves baseball so much during the World Baseball Classic and looks so miserable when he's getting paid the $140 million to play for the Tigers? I just told you that. It's very difficult. Look, this guy, they already know, Chris. They don't, they, they don't even have the advantage of getting off to a hot start and having that optimism you know, come from spring training into the season. They're, they already know. They're not going to make the playoffs. It's April fourteenth. We're two dude. weeks into the year. We are. They two know. Weeks into the year. Can you answer my question? It? Are the Tigers going to make the playoffs? Absolutely not. But you What's know the what? Percentage? Make it. I I Zero. understand that. I I get that. And I and and a lot of players can do that. And a lot of players. And you want you know you pay a guy. You want him to be all in. I'm not saying he's not all in. By the way, but. There are some guys that can't fake it, dude, that need to have that. I'm answering your question. Why does he look so happy the WBC and not with the Tigers? I mean, you, you, how can you not see it? The WBC, I, he's playing for Puerto why. Rico and he's doing it. It's like it's, it means something. These Tigers games, it's a paycheck for him. He's not – this guy came from an organization, uh, you know, when he first came up, they were winning games and, like, there was a lot of fun games at Wrigley, Right. Mm-hmm. That's not happening here in Detroit at all, dude. It's daunting to look at the schedule and say, I got 162 games and shoot, it's we're gonna lose a lot of them. It is not fun. And like I said, like it's 
He signed there. It's his responsibility to go make the best of the situation and, and be the guy that turns this thing around. That's why they brought him in. He hasn't really shown that yet for me. No, of course he hasn't. And really, to be honest with you, this is more on the Tigers. So I'm kind of getting myself worked up. This is more on the Tigers. This is your fault for paying $140 million for a guy that you knew. We all knew this. We all knew this when we watched Javier Baez for a long. Remember, he finished runner up in the MVP one year. So much fun to just watch energetic, whether he was playing shortstop or second base or whatever it was. It was awesome. You were like, geez, this is this is the way it should be. And then at the Tigers, we're like, yeah, he could be the center of our rebuild. Who the fuck thought that one? Some people we, we, in our chat where there's somebody talking about how we went off on uh, Ollie Marmel for, for going on uh, Tyler O'Neill. And then we're kind of making excuses for Hinch saying it was a good job. The difference is the way Hinch went about it, different tone. Oh, yeah. And two, remember, Ollie doubled down on it. The next day, I don't think Hinch is going to be out today talking about hobby. I just don't see it happening. Well, totally different. That, he said he's he said he was going to be back in the lineup today against the Giants. So that that part is already settled. And AJ Hinch came out and he said, listen, I wanted to pull hobby underneath the thing, underneath the tunnel, took care of business there. And he said we had a couple of mistakes. This isn't just on hobby. That is way different than. Uh, this is not the tone we're setting in St. Louis. This is not how we play the game. Way different. It is way different the way that A.J. Hinch handled it and the way Ali Marmol handled it. Now, we don't even know. There were two other guys. It was Haas and Veerling who had base running gaps earlier in the series. They did not start Thursday's game. We don't know if that's because they weren't scheduled to because a right-hander was on the mound or if it was because they got a benching. We just don't know. But we don't know because the manager didn't tell us. So that's their business. I, I'm done. And by the way, yeah, Javi is, Baez uh, yeah. com, coming into yesterday's game had a negative 24 OPS plus. Thank God he did, because that is the first time I knew you could have a minus sign in front of a plus sign. What is happening? Good luck. Figure Detroit some things fans. Out, yeah. All right. We got to move on. Let's Why'd you start the show with that? My gosh, bro. Because I needed to get my blood pumping. I was lacking some endorphins. Now I feel better. Padres lost their series opener in a really fun one against Milwaukee. That was a really good game. But San Diego fans are super excited. Fernando Tatis continues to kill it in the minors. A three-homer game on Thursday. Do you expect him this year when he returns next Thursday to be a top 10 player in this league? I do. I really do, man. The body of work speaks for itself. I know he's been away from Major League Baseball for quite some time now, but we have to remember how good this freaking guy is. And, you know, you can say whatever you want about him. I don't like the fact that he got suspended. I don't like the fact that there's steroids on his name now, whether it was for ringworm or not. Can't be dumb about it. He was dumb about it. Uh, but when this guy is on the field, C-Rosie, he is absolutely electric. I know this is in the minor leagues and – you know, there's going to be better pitching in Major League Baseball. But like I said, go look at the stat page when he was and he's been in the Major Leagues. It's been incredible. He's going to make a lot of people, a lot of people forget about the uh, suspension because of the way he plays the game on the field. He is lightning in a bottle, bro. Like 
The Padres are a good team without him. They have a lot of superstars there and a lot of talent. When he comes back on the field, it's going to be an absolute game changer. More than we even think. Like we've said that, yeah, obviously he's going to come back and that's another great bat in the line. No, it's more than that, dude. He's electric. He's big moment. He's a big moment guy. You talked about the Padres and like, you know, Juan Soto saying they should fear us in LA. I still don't believe the Dodgers care about anything except what they're doing themselves. But if you're looking and you're like, damn, you're seeing these videos and Tatis, you're remembering what kind of player he is. I could see them being like, damn, this is a lot of uh, really heavyweight type talent down there in San Diego. Tatis is a freaking animal, dude. He's going to be a top tenner. I don't care whether he's playing right field, center field, shortstop, DH. He's awesome. His lowest OPS in his three seasons, his lowest. 937. Insane. I mean, 99% of baseball players don't have their best season at 937. His worst is 937. He is going to be amazing. The one thing we've talked about is how is he going to handle perhaps, and we don't know how the fan bases are going to react around the country, going from one of the most popular players to a guy who now has steroids on his record. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that affects him. I don't know. We'll talk more about that next week. But just talent-wise, I ain't betting against him. I ain't no. betting against him. There's no reason to. No, not at all. And, like, the power, you forget about. Like, because he's not like a oh. – I mean, he's tall, but he's not like a big kind of looking guy in the box. Like, he's more, like, right. wiry than anything. He hits the absolute shit out of the ball. And it is so fun to watch, man. Like, I – you know I have my issues with steroid guys. I really do. Um, uh-huh. I, I played the game clean, and I think that everyone should do that. Like, we want a fair game, and it makes me upset when this happens, but his talent is undeniable. It really is. Yeah, and like I said, next week we're going to have a bunch of questions when he returns uh, Thursday or Friday. I have to go check the schedule, and you know I know he's available on the 20th, but I haven't even looked that far in advance. So, He's ready. And his OPS, by the way, down in the minors is over 1,600, which I guess is pretty good. It's so-so. Uh, baseball Today, sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing, we're always changing, and working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. You've heard me talk a lot on this show that I have been in and out of therapy ever since I was a little kid. There wasn't a particular incident that led me to therapy. My parents always just believed that it was good to have somebody else to bounce ideas, questions, concerns off of that is not a part of your family unit. And I am a big believer in it. I think that even when things are going great, it is important to talk to a therapist. When things are can be tough, whether it's with your work, with personal relationships, with your finances, with anything that is going on, it's a great option. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is the place to go. It is convenient. It is flexible. It is affordable. And it is entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a very brief questionnaire. You'll get matched up with a licensed therapist. Here's the nice thing. If you don't connect with your therapist, because that is so, so important, you can change it anytime. No additional charge. No hard feelings. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. I want you to visit betterhelp.com slash baseball today. We're actually going to save you a little dough, too. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, 
H-E-L-P.com slash baseball today. Go out. Be the best version of you. We are supporting you. All right. Some fun stuff that happened Thursday. What was the bigger deal on that day? Adley Rutschman's walk-off home run against my man Trevor May. Or your boys, the Twins, laying the lumber with a nine spot in the first and coasting to a series opening victory in the boogie down. I mean, you know who I'm going to talk about here. The nine spot, you know, to go into New York and do that, where they've now won two games in a row, might I add. Is that a winning streak? Some would say it is. Some would say it is. And I'm going to say it is. The nine spot was amazing. You get Carlos Correa back in the lineup, and I think that was that was something. Um, and the way they kind of did it, uh, at the end there, there was five nothing, two outs, two runners on, and Taylor hits the home run. Or maybe there's one guy on. I think it was one. Two-run homer. Correa hits a homer. Julian hits a homer for his first uh, big league homer. He got his first big league hit and his first big league homer in the same freaking inning, two different <laughs> at-bats. At think about that. In New York, when you're playing awesome. for the Twins, who famously just don't play well against New York, that's a rarity. Right. Uh, but set, it set the tone, man. Like, the Twins haven't lost a series yet. You know, they beat the uh, Astros at home. They beat the White Sox at home. They go in and do this to the Yankees right away. I mean, look. This team is kind of firing right now. People in Minnesota are happy. Uh, the clubhouse, I told you there was a different air in the in the clubhouse with Correa there uh, this year, or having him back in like long term. Mm-hmm. There's something different yeah. about that, man. It looks like him and Buck are like, like going back and forth and feeding off each other. It was impressive to see it. I had Joe's McFly texting me. I had Jake. He owes me a house now. We bet the house on the game. He owes me a house. Mm-hmm. How about Good. that? Good. So it was a big deal. It really is. I mean, Minnesota, if you're a Twins fan, you understand just how bad it's been against the Yankees. So to go in there and beat the crap out of them, that was a lot of fun. The last time the Twins went into the Yankee Stadium and put up 10-plus runs, 2013, I was batting fifth in the lineup, and Cleet Thomas is playing left field for us. It's been a Cleet while, Thomas. people. Cleet Thomas. Didn't think we'd hear that name. I didn't have that on the bingo You got card, the Tigers right? hat on. That's a good call. Um, yeah, that's a nice win. Only their fourth one in the last 17 games against the Yankees. Good job by the Twins. It's one of the many reasons I actually picked them to win the division. They scare me. I'd, at some point, they're going to need a sixth, seventh, eighth starter in the rotation because those guys won't make it through the year healthy just based on track record. When that happens, I'll be curious to see. That's the only downfall, though, I see with this team. They're, they really have a lot of strengths. They got with people all that at AAA. Said, hey, hey. Well, we'll see. We'll see. The okay. AAA and the bigs are are two totally different things. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but they're two two different things. We've heard of a 4A player before. Um, Adley Rutschman, I was shocked to hear that was his first career walk-off homer at any level. At any level. And it came against my guy, Trevor May. I, did, I just got home yesterday from the dentist, which, by the way, at some point, you have to – are there any dentists – that follow us here. Why do you spend all this time with a metal hook scraping the shit out of my teeth? Just stop. I, I <laughs> brush my teeth. I floss. Just stop. They're doing their job, man. Man, fucking hurts. Can we teach people how to do it with a little more care and gentleness? All right. Anyway, um, Rutschman, first career walk off at any level. He has just been unbelievable. 
he has been unreal. There's only two games he hasn't gotten a hit yet this year. He's special. He is fantastic. And he's a leader. We talked about it the other day. The Orioles would be smart to give him a nine-figure deal right now. I know that um, their ownership or lack of leadership in the ownership box probably won't get it done. But man, oh, man, they're awesome. So as good a day as Adley Rutschman and the Minnesota Twins had on Thursday, that's as bad a day as Ploof has had Friday with his internet. What the hell happened here? I have dedicated internet out to my studio, and it's plugged in, and, and something happened. I don't know if there's, like, a scheduled maintenance on it, but it is out. So now I'm inside. I'm running on Wi-Fi. Olivia's cooking eggs over here, so you might hear some pots and pans clanging, but uh, nice. we're going to get this show done, dude. We always do. Yeah. Uh, I am enamored by the artwork behind you. If you paid anything more than $16 for it, though, I'm going to come over and punch you in the nose. Add, add about three zeros to that. Let's continue on. We're now two weeks into the season, two plus. Which team needs a little pep talk heading into the weekend from you? Well, I think a, some pep talks is kind of what's going on with them. There's a little bit of a clubhouse weird stuff going on with those St. Louis Cardinals. The record isn't there. Their starting pitching hasn't been there. Jordan Montgomery has been good. Flaherty's had like his results. His ERA looks good. He's had some issues with control. His last start was really good. Uh, but the other three guys in that rotation just haven't really uh, had a good start to the year. Uh, Jordan Hicks has had some problems there uh, in the bullpen. And offensively, they've been okay. Like, we know what Jordan Walker's done, and, and Goldie and Arenado are, are, are doing just fine. But we need to have that lineup, who we said probably better than the Braves, one through nine. They haven't really showed up. They made us kind of look foolish. So I believe in this team long-term, especially, you know, over 162 games. I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to have to make some moves at the deadline, whether that's acquiring another starter, uh, whether that's getting rid of that outfield log jam and, and clearing up this Tyler O'Neill issue, like things are going to have to change there. Um, so I'll go with them. I think they, they're too good of a team to be, what are they four and nine or something like that? Or I don't have the record in front of me because I'm inside. Yeah. They're too they're good of a team to start out like that. Yeah. Um, also no Wayne, right. Which, uh, which has certainly hurt them a little bit. Uh, I had a feeling that you were going to take them. So I went a slightly different direction. Okay. All we heard from the Chicago White Sox was, man, we're not going to badmouth Tony La Russa, but things are way better around here. <laughs> so now they're five and eight again. And now Tim Anderson's on the shelf for maybe upwards of a month. And Eloy's banged up again. And Dylan Cease is pitching great, but the rest of the guys need to get it going. Lance Lynn is not off to a good start. Giolito, not great in his First start, I think he had a really good start in his last one, even though he lost. But they need, and they obviously don't have Liam Hendricks, who thank God is doing well from his cancer recovery. And that's really all that matters. But this team is fractured again. And I said it at the beginning of the year. I wondered if this was kind of the last hurrah for this group of people. And I wondered how much they were going to be missing a guy like Jose Abreu and his leadership in a clubhouse and his everyday productivity on top of it. Like, here's what I would say. White Sox, show me something. Like, go ahead. Be the dudes that you are. Because they look talented. And then I look at their record and it's shitty. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's going to be a, a movie written about this talented of a roster having a couple of years back-to-back -back like they've had. Because I, I still, like, 
every single time I look at their lineup, I'm like, this is a banger. Like they're going to go out and, right. and demolish teams. I really do, man. And like, and, and uh, Luis Robert is, you know, done pretty well this year. And you kind of like, right. we want him, we want him to be that guy, but apparently that's not enough. We got to get everyone going there. Like they are very, very talented, but there's something, the mixture, something's going on where it just thing. hasn't worked there, dude. And it's frustrating because, you know, all we do is, you know, talking about baseball is we can, you can't see the future. You don't know what's going to happen. You try to predict what's going to happen by looking at these players and seeing their track records. And like a lot of these guys have excellent track records, but put them all together. And it's like, it's like a couple spices that just don't go together. Like orange juice is great. Toothpaste is great. You mix them together. Not so hot, right? Kind of what we got going on with the White Sox there. And how about that? What I just came up with on the top of my head. Orange flavored toothpaste is great. Okay. See, that's all you need to tell the White Sox. Orange flavored toothpaste. I'll walk out. The orange flavored toothpaste. Guys, (laughs) I found the answer. The orange flavored toothpaste. Dude, that might work. That's like a Ted Lasso episode right there. Like, I think you just nailed it, dude. Like, hey, guys, we might not. People might not think we go together, but if we just mix it a different way, we do go together. You know, like, you know, everybody likes orange juice, right? And, I mean, what what type of people don't like toothpaste, right? Put it in your mouth twice a day, swish around a little bit. And then, so you put orange and toothpaste together. Now, it seems a little weird, but no? Decent? You're doing it. You're doing it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, good. But you're more like the right, like other guy, Nate, that leads the team and is the bad guy. That's more of like who you are. Oh, you just called me an asshole right on the air. That's not nice. <laughs> Sometimes. Can we move on to the last thing? Sometimes. Uh, really yeah. interesting. Matt Strom of the Phillies. He went on Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. And um, they talked a little bit about beer sales. So I want you to listen to his response here. The reason we stopped it in the seventh before was to give our fans time to sober up and drive home safe, correct? Correct, Yes. So now with a faster-paced game and me just being a man of common sense, if the game is going to finish quicker, would we not move the beer sales back to the sixth inning to give our fans time to sober up and drive home? Instead, it's going the other way. Instead, we're going to the eighth, and now you're putting our fans and our family at risk driving home with people who have just drank beer 22 minutes ago. I'm not surprised, Matt. But you're, at, you're, you're not surprised either. When you mess with billionaires' dollars, they, uh, they find a way to make their dollars back. Do you appreciate him calling out ownership and the league? I kind of do. I mean, he makes a good point there, okay? Like, I understand where he's coming from, and I think there's a lot of validity to it. Uh, the thing that I, I'm, I'm more in favor, though, of letting people make their own decisions, there are such things as designated drivers. You don't have to go to a ball game and get hammered. You also don't have to have eight beers. Like you can be responsibly or you can be responsible. And, you know, that's just because you're at a ballpark doesn't mean you have to go crazy. If you're at a restaurant and you want to have what they call a nightcap, no one's going to stop you from doing that. And you can be responsible and you can Uber or you can, like I said, have a DD. I, but I, I I do see where he's coming from. So if a team, if, if the teams are all going to do this, I think only like four or five teams have done it. I'm assuming all 30 will do it by the end of the year because, like he said, you don't mess with these billionaires' money, and they want those concessions. They want beer sales. I think to counteract that, then they need to have a better system 
allowing, you know, those ride shares um, apps around the stadium, or they need to have better public transportation to and from the stadium. Like you got to do something. You can't, you can't just, you know, continue beer sales all throughout the game and then not do something to help people get home. So I, I think he's, is making sense. I don't want to take that right away from people to like be responsible with their alcohol. Cause that's just like, you know, that's not the country I want to live in. Uh, but I do think the club should do more to get people home safely, whether that is uh, making their rideshare sections better and easier to, uh, to access or, you know, finding a way to get public transportation into the stadiums. So I'm kind of like, I think he's right, but I think people should be able to make their own decisions. I, um, I applaud him for, for calling it what it is, right? I mean, every yes. team that's all 30 teams are going to end up extending it to the eighth inning and yes. it's all just a money grab. We know that. Yes. But to, to think that because it was the seventh inning prior to this year, that ownership cared about its fan bases is preposterous. It's just not true. What they care about is the money you bring into the stadium. They don't care about anything else. They don't care about you. That's well, not, that's not fair. Us. That's not fair. See, Rose, I don't think all true, owners only care about the money. They, they care about their fan base. Come on, man. Because without a fan they, base, there ain't no money, bro. But they don't care about that. They, what, what they care about is the business side. There's a difference between caring how we can streamline the most amount of money into our pockets and making it appear as though we care about our fan base. Okay. That's what we want. We want the perception that we care, that all our decisions, you know what they'll come out and say? It, it, the game has been shortened, so we want to make sure that you are enjoying the day enough. That's bullshit. They want to sell another $17 beer. That is, that's the lie on top of what the point is, the actual point is. I am with you. You have to take responsibility. I've never understood people who want to get sloppy drunk at a sporting event. I've never understood it. I think it's totally ridiculous. I think you look like an, a complete moron. You want to go out and have a, a beer or two at a game? Totally in. Go and enjoy it. But if you don't have the ability to take responsibility, it has never been easier to get yourself from A to B without getting behind a wheel. Never before in the history of transportation. So that is on you at the end of the day. That is on you. Yeah, I mean, and, like I said, there's there's so many different options. I mean, if, if I'm if I have a DD and I go to the game and I want to have a beer in the eighth inning, I'm stoked about it. I'll have a beer in the eighth inning. I have someone to drive me home. Clearly, right. we don't want people getting hammered and driving me home. That is not what anybody wants. So let's yeah, let's be responsible. And like you said, it is easier than ever to get somewhere without driving. Like there's, I mean, it's on your phone. How many people continue on with their night of partying after they go to a game? Then they'll go to a bar a across the street and. Yeah, I mean, so I understand what Matt Strom was saying, and I appreciate his concern. I really do. I'm not taking this lightly at all. I just think that this is not the end-all, be-all of the discussion. I think there's so many other components to it. You know, what ownership is pushing on people, personal responsibility, all of that sort of stuff. And it's an important discussion to have because at the end of the day, I, I want to see you back at the ballpark because I want you to be here on this planet. You know, yes. that's what I care about at the end of the day. I wish an owner would come out and say something about it, but of course, not one of them will come out and say something. If they're smart, they would show up and say, hey, listen, there's been a lot of talk about this stuff. Honestly, 
Here's what I am concerned about. I want to make sure. But they, they're not normal people. They're billionaires. Be, if they, someone they, came out and said that, like, hey, guys, we're extending it to the eighth inning, but let's talk about it. Let's be like, let's be the most responsible fan right. base in the league. Like, we care about you. Like, that would go, that would go crazy. That would be awesome. You're totally right. And how about this? If you buy a beer at the stadium, you can get five bucks off of your uh, Uber or your Lyft, courtesy of us. That would show like me it. something. That would show like me it. something. That's that. All right, listen, everybody have a wonderful weekend. I know this was kind of a nutty show. We had to do it in two different places, all sorts of stuff, but blew through. I love it. Uh, tell Olivia that I love my eggs scrambled. I'll have a little sea salt on it. And if there's any turkey Ooh. bacon, throw that in the uh, air fryer. I'll uh, take a piece or two. We don't mess with that here. Um, all right, brother. Can't wait to see you in person next week, too. That'll be fun. Yes. Okay. I'm excited, too. Uh, for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the traveling man, Trevor Plouffe, whether he's in his guest house or sitting near an overpriced painting near you, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.